Hello, everyone. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Certain Point of View. Presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Okay. Today, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to talk a little bit about what we might see. Or it might be alluded to in The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, let me preface this by saying I do not want to make this speculation as to well, speculation is fine, but I do not want to set my speculations in stone. At the same time, I also don't want to over-speculate. So these are not necessarily solidified expectations. In fact, I don't like having expectations for my Star Wars media. Other than that I like it. (laughs) Um, So let us discuss what we could see. Now, I've only watched the trailer twice because I don't want to analyze it scene by scene. Or rather, frame by frame. I'm not really into that. I used to do that. I've given up on that. Based, the strongest impression I get from this trailer is that the Mandalorian himself, Din Djarin, with the child, is going on a journey to find the Jedi. Now, this series takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. The question, I guess, is how many people in the galaxy know that Luke Skywalker, a Jedi Knight, exists? How many people know that? How many people are aware? Has Luke started his Jedi Academy? We don't really know yet. The details on that are sketchy. Or have not been fleshed out, I should say. So how many people are aware? And I imagine not very many. Especially out on the, you know, outer rim and all that stuff. So, because the trailer suggested, at least through the voiceover, that the Jedi were going to be important to this season... I think it's possible that the Mando might be going on a journey to find them. And I think that he could be, and this is just a guess, following the trail. Now, the icy planet that the Mandalorian goes to, and by the way, there there are going to be spoilers in this episode of my podcast, so, so if you don't want to know anything more, then... You might want to tune out. The ice planet to which the Mando is going could be the planet Ilum. I-L-U-M. Ilum. Ilum is where Jedi younglings, that's the young, young, really young Jedi, 
kids used to be taken to Ilum to get their lightsaber crystals. There was a cave on Ilum that they would go into. And in that cave, they would go off in different directions. And because it's such a strong place of the Force, they would all see visions and be challenged in different ways, depending on their on on who they are to get their lightsaber crystals. You know, depending on their personalities, depending on problems they have to work through. There is a great episode arc in the Clone Wars, beginning with the episode The Gathering. I believe it's a four-part story arc. Ahsoka escorts Jedi younglings to Ilum. Together with Master Yoda, they are led to the cave where they look for their crystals. The Mando might be going to Ilum because that's an important place to the Jedi. Looking for a trail, perhaps. Now, Ilum later is transformed by the First Order into Starkiller Base. Whether we'll see that, I'm not really sure. So that's one thing that I think that the Mando is doing is looking for the Jedi and his trail may take him to Ilum. Just a guess. Just a guess. There are lots of ice planets. I'm not going to set my hopes on that. But I do think it's likely. So, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll do a little bit more speculation. Remember, hashtag speculate responsibly. See you in a minute. Okay, we're back. That's one major thing. The other thing, and I'm sure that we all want the answer to, is what does Moth Gideon want with the baby? Now, I do think that it's possible that the Empire, or, you know, whether it's going to, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but whether it's the First Order. I think it's the Empire, but there, I think it's highly possible that Moth Gideon wants the child because it has something to do with resurrecting Palpatine. Or as the novel suggests, building a better body for Palpatine. Uh, one that can house his immense spirit, but the immense power of his spirit in a better way. I mean, I, I imagine it didn't work considering in, in what bad shape we saw Palpatine well, 30 years later in Rise of Skywalker, so. But that, that's possible. It's possible that, that Moth Gideon wants the child because it has something to do with resurrecting Palpatine. That's possible. Okay. Uh, but also it's possible that he just wants the child for himself. But what is the material that he wanted Dr. Pershing to extract? I mean, could it be midichlorians? I, I don't know about that, but 
I'm not exactly sure. Here's a crazy idea. No, well, it, it's not likely, but what if the Emperor's spirit is in Moff Gideon? And he needs the genetic material from the child to maintain that. That look. Maybe. I mean, just, you know, I'm spitballing here. That idea just came to me. Now, it was suggested, suggested somewhere in a random interview, take that with a grain of salt, that the Mandalorian series is going to give us some insight on the birth of the First Order. Now, to go to the books, really quick, the Empire was finally defeated at the Battle of Jakku a year after Return of the Jedi. And that's, of course, the great ship graveyard on Jakku that we see. The Empire was finally defeated, and what was left, mostly, most of what was left fled into the unknown regions of the galaxy, where they transformed into the First Order. Okay. Now, that's what the books tell us. And so we might see a little bit of the origin of the First Order in the Mandalorian series. Whether in this season or not, but we shall see. Now, really quickly, we need to be careful. What's in the books isn't... Okay, there is a, a discussion about continuity. There is the story group, and they are in charge of continuity. One thing that is important to point out is that what's in the books isn't always going to be exactly in the movies and the shows. What I mean is, what's in the books is canon, yes. But in my mind, what's on film and what's in the series, animated or live action, that to me is the canon. There may be minor inconsistencies between the books and the shows, minor inconsistencies. But I'm not going to get bent out of shape. So it's... The things that are written in the books that might make their way into live action, I think we as fans need to be very careful not to be overly um, critical um, where it's like, oh, that doesn't quite line up. That doesn't quite match what's in the book. Like, for instance, Ahsoka fighting Maul in season seven of the Clone Wars doesn't exactly match up to how it was described in the novel, which the novel, of course, was written three years, three or four years before the show. So we, we, we shouldn't get too bent out of shape. Most people, in fact, most of you listening, have probably not read a lot of the books. 
So it doesn't matter to you guys whether it matches up or not. I just think the Uber fans like me need to be aware of getting upset easily. So, okay. That's what I got to say about that. So what's in the books may give us some... Might, we, look, we might look at the books and say, oh, in the series, they're probably going to do this, this, and this because this book says this, this, and this. And I think that we got to be careful about that because if we set our expectations based on what's in the books and it doesn't quite line up, some people are going to get really upset about that. And I think that we need to not get really upset about that. Storytelling evolves. You do what works for the story. If doing it on screen turns out to be different than in the books, big whoop. As long as it works. Okay. And the last thing we'll say is Boba Fett. There are rumors that Boba Fett will be in this series. Particularly in this season. Played by Tamora Morrison. Played Django Fett. There are also rumors that the actor Timothy Oliphant will be wearing the Mandalorian armor that belonged to Boba Fett. Now, how does this work? This is five years after Return of the Jedi. According to the book Aftermath, and yet again, it's just a book, the Aftermath trilogy of books, which I have not read, during the interludes, we learn of a man named Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth bought the armor that belonged to Boba Fett from some Jawas who had scavenged it. Now remember, Boba Fett fell into the pit of Carcoon. So the Jawas had found his armor. Cobb Vanth took that armor, wore it, and made himself the unofficial marshal of a small town on Tatooine. Now, the rumors are that Boba Fett himself will appear in this series. It is possible, if the rumors are true, that Timothy Oliphant's character is wearing the armor of Boba Fett. That Oliphant is playing Cobb Vant. Yet again, it's a connection to the book, which might not quite line up, in with the live action series. But it is possible that Cod Vanth will be played by Timothy Oliphant wearing the Boba Fett armor and the real Boba Fett shows up to reclaim it. Yet again, that's possible. So that's about all the speculation I want to do. The other one is I think, I hope that was the character played by Ming-Na Wen Ming-Na in episode 5 of season 1. Because uh, Fennec Shand was really cool looking. I liked her. So, you know, we, we it looks like we're going to go back to Tatooine, so it's likely that that's where we'll see Boba Fett and possibly Cobb Vanth and maybe Fennec Shand if she's still alive. So that's really all the speculation I want to go into. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think we're going to think see in season two. There's so much that we might see that could be most interesting. 
And I could go for hours talking about what we might see, but I don't want to do that. So, these are just some ideas I thought I would put out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Certain Point of View. Presented by Page Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. I may the force be with you.